welcome to another drive-in double feature podcast i'm ryan i'm nathan and this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every tuesday and thursday but before i get into anything we have a patreon over at patreon.com slash drive-in double feature podcast just a little fun area where we have some fun games take a couple personality quizzes judge each other's movie tastes whatever we can do to make ourselves feel subconscious that's what we're doing over there mm-hmm. at patreon um so if you like this please check it out um but today unfortunately we have to talk about 1969's all monsters attack aka godzilla's revenge directed by quotations ashirio honda <laughs> and uh this is our another stop in the toho-a-thon digging into the toho well um and it is widely regarded as the worst godzilla movie mm-hmm. ever made uh in terms of the showa era at least um it is very much a clip show so i this one's going to be a little difficult to talk about because yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of the scenes that we've already we've already talked about. Yeah, yeah, we've already talked about. Um, yeah, I know I went into this one knowing about this one, like a clip show movie. A lot of people hate it. And I will say, I don't think I hated it. Like I at least had fun with it, but it, it's not a good movie. Like I totally get like it's a. It, it, it's not good at all but it's kind of it's kind of funny sometimes as an, as an abnormality like just like the absolute like i can't believe they did this type of yeah. thing it's very entertaining oh yeah but Highly. but but in terms of like why why is this a movie that, like why 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 did they even try this but mm. it but reading into it and researching it it does make somewhat of a sense of why they went in this direction but um before we get into that i mean we we're just coming off of destroy all monsters so which is crazy to think about because they spent a ton of money and time and effort into that and even that one which is supposed to be like their big crossover movie we thought was we both thought was very underwhelming yeah and so you're like okay I'm my my expectations are pretty low at this point, and they still found some way to surpass even those. <laughs> it's kind of wild because, like, you know, it's like supposed to be like a big send off, and like, okay, Godzilla's back. What are we gonna do? And then it, and then they, then they do this. Like, they don't even really have. Does Godzilla ever show up to do anything original in this movie, or is it is he literally only existing in clips? No, he shows up and he he does fight Gabara. That's right. He fights Gabra in the end, but most of the time with Godzilla is literally just like uninspired non-Godzilla stuff. Right. So just to give you some backstory, um, after Destroy All Monsters comes out, um, during this timeline, the uh, Gamera series had just came out and Gamera, we haven't really talked about Gamera at all. Gamera is a giant flying turtle and the first one is very much like trying to do like the what the first Godzilla did, where it's like epic, like black and white brooding type of movie. But then Gamera does like a complete 180 for the rest of its movie series, where yeah. it is very much like a kid's movie. It is fully for children and they work on a very, very small shoestring budget. 
Mm-hmm. So, and then there's, and in fact, their fourth movie for Gamera, which we might talk about eventually. Um, Who knows? But the fourth movie uses a lot of clips from previous ones. So it's pretty much a clip show movie where they just retake it. And in fact, so much so that there's actually like, they use black and white shots from the first movie. Wow. And they put, put it like without any hesitation at all. Wow. They really, and, th- this one didn't even do that. <laughs> yeah. The, be thankful. But at the rival studio that made Gamera, it is, they were very much just like, get it done fast, get it done cheap. Like, don't and and because of that because they were able to have so much clips they were able to save a ton of money on production so toho was saw dollar signs they're like hey we can we got all this extra godzilla footage why don't we just make that and godzilla so like i said gamera was very heavily geared towards children and Godzilla, you know, he was kind of heading in that direction where he was starting to be geared towards children. Hadn't exactly like gone like full into like kitty movie. I mean, it was getting really close, but it hadn't gotten all the way into there. But this one, it's very much like this is a kids movie. This movie is for children. Like yeah. this is not not meant to be seen by an adult. <laughs> yeah, because because it is very much just like what you know the the main character is a child and it's revolves around his world and then the rest of the movie is just using shameless stock footage of the other ones just reusing entire fight scenes yeah yeah And, and i wonder what this is like for people who like had seen all these movies and went back and saw like oh i this is fun i mean there wasn't home video so they probably weren't seeing a lot of these, but I'm sure they remembered like, oh yeah, I remember them fighting a mantis at some point. That's what I'm like. So, I mean, they did use stuff from, they used stuff from Son of Godzilla. They used it from Godzilla versus Ebira. And they used some stuff from Destroy All Monsters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just kind of wondering like, it's not we're not that far removed from these movies i mean it's like not really a couple of years maybe so i guess maybe if you're like oh i'd like to see that again but you know i that's i guess like if you're like 10 years old and you watch those other movies when you're six you'd be like oh wow i get to see them again or whatever yeah uh, i guess as a kid you probably don't mind as much um but that, that, that that's how it is though they were kind of editing a lot of these movies down and so that way it's just fight scenes under some of these movies would benefit from that uh, but not all of them of course uh but yeah i mean and i mean even with this one this one's a lot of like the kids storyline i mean this movie is also only what an hour 10 minutes it's not a lot of movie to watch honestly no uh, very short affair it does not I can at least say that it's not a boring movie by any means. Um, no. It is, it, it has a very short runtime and there's very, like half the movie is this little kid's horrible living situation. <laughs> yeah. And, it's really sad. And then the other half is stock footage. And then like 
maybe five, 10 minutes at the most is like new footage they shot on in monster suits. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, uh, I don't know, like at this one, like, I'll be honest, I, this is my first time like actually sitting and watching it in full because really? I knew it was a, I knew it was a stock footage movie. So I was like, I didn't even bother watching mm-hmm. it. So I, I never went out of my way to watch it and sitting here, I can, I still don't feel like I was missing out on anything really, but yeah. Um, I was just trying to go with the mentality though. Like, how do you think you would, would you like this movie though? If there was no other God, if Ebby Rudd, Son of Godzilla did not exist. Mm-hmm. Would, do you think, do you think you, this would be a good movie then? Oh, if it was just the storyline of the kid? I'm just saying if those if that of everything in this movie was new footage technically oh um I think I would like it better (laughs) I I wouldn't say that it would be a good movie um it would be fun but definitely it being a clip show feels like such a cop-out it really does like there's just something about it just like it almost feels like they're duping the audience. It's like, oh, we're, you know, you guys are going to see Godzilla anyway. So who who cares? We're just going to throw some clips in there. I do think it would be a better movie if it at least had other stuff in it. Do, do you think so? No, I don't really think be a good one, honestly. I mean, it, there's so much goofy stuff in here. It's yeah. just, I don't think it works. I mean, that and just like, Mina as a main character too it's like uh it's it's <laughs> you're, you're not a Mina head uh, you know Mina is fine a, like in small doses but as a supporting like character maybe not so much maybe because I watched I just watched the American version maybe that's why I don't <laughs> yeah, like Mina cool. but but uh we'll get into that in a minute but uh just to give you a, a rundown of the plot it's played by Ishiro, uh, what? Uh, wait, Ich. What was the kid's name again? Oh, uh, yeah, Ichiro Miki. Ichiro. He's just—he's a little latchkey boy. Um, his family works constantly, and like his dad's always at work. His mom's always at work, and he's always fend, left to fend by himself. And he lives like in a polluted town, like it's like just at smog-filled. And he's bullied too. It's it's actually kind of depressing. Um, well, yeah, it's all these other abandoned kids that are just like bullying him. Yeah, and his friend, the the girl, um, just ups and leaves him. Like I I noticed this like the first time I watched. It's just like he's about to be bullied and beat up, and she's like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna go now. So bye." And she just is out of there. <laughs> Yeah, well, her mom comes and takes her, so that's why, but... Yeah, but still, it's like, you couldn't tell your mom, like... Like, hey, he's being bullied, or hey, Ichiro, come with us, or whatever. They're living in this really terrible living situation, and what it's supposed to represent, or at least what Honda was going for, it was just because it's supposed to be this new revolution in Japan, where all these new buildings were coming up, and the societies is being rebuilt from World War II, but there's so much going on right now and like the economy is so expensive everything's so expensive there that families can't even afford to live off of one income like they're starting to get into the point where it's like they need dual income households and uh 
Ichiro. I mean, they're they're very good natured parents. I mean, they're not like parents that are abandoning their child. It's just they, they literally have to do. they literally have to work because they don't because his yeah. dad makes allusions to like they owe all this money and they don't they're trying to do what's best for their son, but like because even the mom just like it was supposed to just be gone for till about dinner time. And then she gets a phone call being like, Oh, I have to be work. I have to work all night. I'm not going to be home till the morning. So have the next door neighbor, the toy maker uh, help you out. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's so weird. Uh, like they just like, yeah. they just depend on this one neighbor to take care of their son. I mean, thank yeah. God that that guy is there. Yeah, and if you thought, wow, this plot's in a Godzilla movie, yeah, it is. It feels like something out of maybe, like, I don't know, a drama from the time. Like, kind of like a kid escaping to, like, an imaginary world because he's having to deal with, you know, all this crap and he's home alone all the time. But now the imaginary world is monster, monster island. So that's the other point we had to discuss. So that's how Ichiro kind of escapes this lifestyle is that he can imagine himself being on monster island interacting with all these different monsters and mm-hmm. um so i was wondering like do the godzilla movies exist in and in, in this world like is is he like a big fan of the godzilla movies or is he just a big fan of godzilla the monster like the godzilla would show up in tokyo yeah. and he would be like oh there's godzilla that's what I thought when I watched it. I thought like I thought all the monsters were real, and he was just a big fan of like the actual monsters, and he wanted to go visit Monster Island. That that's the way I thought when I watched it. I thought it was the opposite. I thought yeah. it was he saw all the movies because, and that's why we're re-seeing the same. <laughs> we're fights. seeing the clips, yeah, because those are the fights that he remembers from the movies that he saw. But that's like if Indiana Jones Five is gonna be like. Uh, I, I don't know, like just somebody being like, yeah, I saw Indiana Jones one through four. Uh, let's think about if I was Indiana Jones in these movies. Right. It's very yeah. dumb. Like he just un- imagined Indiana Jones was his best friend from the movies. But <laughs> yeah, and they just green screen uh, him in. Right. <laughs> uh, but he, he imagines himself on Monster Island. He sees all the uh, giant mantises from Son of Godzilla. He and uh, Minya rescues him. So Minya's in this movie. He's back. And, Welcome back, Minya. And unfortunately, you're going to have to say goodbye to him, too, because this is the very last Minya movie. Uh, probably for good reason. <laughs> Minya's looking real dumb in this one. This is, like, is so goofy looking. They, so there's like, there's two different Minyas in this movie, because there's, there's like the Minya body costume, which is again by, played by the same suit actor, Little Man Monchan, mm-hmm. and he, uh, you know, he does like the little gimmick where you can like walk around, and his mouth can move like a little bit. But then there's some like extreme close-ups of Minya's face, yeah, where it's like got fully movable eyes, and it looks like a like a little hand puppet, like 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 a Muppet kind of, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, it's just really silly and like he talks about how his dad is like mean to him and it's like oh my dad my dad doesn't think I have courage he wants me to fight all my own battles which he sounds like a kid in the Japanese version well uh before we get into the American dub I want to save that for the whole separate section okay okay but 
but I wanted to ask, what do you think of Mina's voice for and the Japanese dub? It didn't annoy me. I thought it was all right. Uh, I really don't have much to say. I think it's just silly that this character has full lines. Mina just has full lines just talking about what's wrong with you, buddy. It's clearly a woman that's doing the voice, but but uh, it to me it about like any other like anime where it says like uh yeah because they use that a lot where they get like women to play young boys or something because their voices are so higher and it's easier to get an adult to act than a child yeah Uh, well should we talk about the dub now or should we wait you think um i guess we can get into the dub just about like maybe the dubbing uh so i mean we there is an american version of this movie right and i do want to say there is some differences some big ones uh one you know what the biggest thing i noticed maybe compared to all the other ones what they finally spelled the shirio honda's name right yes okay (laughs) that's funny that's really funny they actually did they did one thing correctly good good it only took them what like how many movies into this franchise are we like nine movies it took them to finally spell it from like Inno Shirio Honda. Inchirio Honda, like horrible. Yeah, yeah well, good. Oh, um, and we didn't mention too the uh, the beginning song for Godzilla. Oh, yeah. God, God, Godzilla. <laughs> Awful. Oh, it's annoying. It's annoying. It's, it's such it, a. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah and, it, and it uses a kid chorus, which I hate children's cor- choruses. So, like, it's whoa, shots fired. I know. Oh, no, I was gonna say, but the, the dubbing is the biggest part of this one. Oh, it's so bad. I noticed this right off the bat when the two kids are talking to each other. And whoever dubbed the little girl, like, she didn't even have the ability to, to speak. Like, she would say lines and, like, Oh, what like what do you call it whenever you'd murmur to yourself uh just like 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 oh, i don't sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I have to go see my mother <laughs> and, then, and what ryan's doing is exactly exactly <laughs> what it is in the movie it is horrible <laughs> and then it, then they get like it's cheerio who in, in you know the japanese movie is an actual little boy but then they get like a nasally woman to like voice him. Uh-huh. I had to go see my parents. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, it, uh, it's so silly. Um, um, there's a, an, another weird moment with the toy maker where cops show up to their apartment and there's a glove. Don't I? Doesn't make sense to me. It's like a toy glove that moves by itself, and like in the Japanese version, it says, "Help! Give me the police! Help!" But in the American version, what does it say? Um, oh, God, I had it written down. Uh, oh, it says, support your local police. Support your local <laughs> police. Why is this glove talking about the police in the first place? What kind of toy is this? Like the thing from the Adams Family. Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah, just really silly, silly moment. Um, well, getting back to what we were Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, so, like I said, Minya in the Japanese version is clearly voiced by like a woman, mm-hmm. and and this one, oh my god! Like they made him sound like what, goofy, like, like literally goofy. Like it literally yeah. sounds like goofy. Like oh, uh, 
Oh gosh, I gotta get out of here. I, <laughs> yeah, who, who thought this was a good idea? Just as Goofy's eyes moving back and forth. That the, the most infamous lines is like it, I always hear in my head is like what you're talking about. Like Godzilla says, I should learn to fight my own battles. <laughs> That's you <know>? the line. <laughs> Such a good line. Godzilla says that I should learn to fight my own battles. You know. Yeah, it, it it truly is awful. Like if what you just heard, it is just it, it's funny. It's so funny. It's like a so bad it's funny kind of deal. Like, you know, like you're laughing, but it's because it's a garbage. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like somebody was just like whoever did it's like the same people that dubbed Godzilla's um Godzilla Raids again, oh, which yeah. is so like monumentally awful that that they were just like oh yeah that just that sounds good i mean it it, which is so weird because like honestly like the last couple of godzilla movies like the w's been pretty decent i mean it's like i think we said that pretty consistently these past few times it's like oh the dubs are actually fine wasn't there one where the dub was actually like really good yeah Um, i mean i remember I remember Mothra had a, like a good dub. I, yeah. mean, I remember um, King um, Kong Escapes had a decent one too. Yeah, it, it's weird. This one also falls in the trap where like, cause like, I think the, when a dub's good for these movies, they don't really put on a racist accent. This one, they they go full in on the, like a racist accent. And it's just like, just like Godzilla, the second Godzilla movie did that too. And they were dropping banana oil in the lines too. I know. Yeah, just the worst you could get. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And like, I just, the quality control is not there at all. And I don't, everyone just does clearly does not care. I mean, just to even, I want to read one quote that was in David Callett's book. Mm Because once again, you know, I'm citing the same source as David Callett's book. And I'm citing Big Action Bill's um, video for All Monsters Attack. But I do want to read one quote. Uh, from a Shirio Honda, you know, that says, you know, the company wanted a lot of monsters, but they told us they had no money. We decided to take on one of the social problems at the time, the latchkey kid. We set it up later that the kid liked monsters, so he pretends and makes it all real. Um, just to give you other aspects too, of like the behind the scenes, Edgy Subaraya, the effects wizard who had been not only doing TV shows, but he's been in it with Godzilla since the very beginning of the whole entire series, supervising the special effects. He's like not doing good health wise. He's credited for this movie, had almost zero input on this movie, but they just, wow. he had such respect that they gave him uh, the credit for it. Wow, that's crazy. Like he was that respected. <laughs> um, Want to read one other passage though from the book. Give me one second. Um, just to give you like the mood at the time. So Superaya was on his deathbed receiving honorary credits on films he never touched. Cinematographer Hajime Koizumi and assistant director Koji Kaijiti, both important collaborators of Shiro Honda had been fired. Uh, Sanichi Sekizawa, the main screenwriter, openly complained he had run of ideas. Honda had lost interest as the films had become increasingly ridiculous. So without the prestige that the Godzilla movies once had, um, all interest in the movie had dried up. That makes sense. So um, I, we kind of made the 
allusion to it in the past where the wheels are starting to get a little shaky and this is where it's starting to like <laughs> it just breaks down <laughs> just totally breaks down like they're just nobody could have given less of a crap about this one and yeah. but if you want to hear something funny apparently this is one of ashirio honda's favorite godzilla movies yeah because i mean i i understand that because ashirio honda you know he really liked making dramas and stuff like that and i think like i can see where he's coming from with the kids stuff i i do it's just not done very well <laughs> yeah i mean so we get we get the mania stuff we see the little fight scenes and honestly you can go back and watch them again it's the same exact fight scenes but the, the funny thing is is that they replayed the spider scene the kumanga spider fight from son of godzilla mm -hmm. and they re replay the ebera fight from godzilla versus ebira yes and it's funny because there's three different suits of godzilla and they for one, for the new stuff they shoot, they just reuse the destroy all monsters suit. Mm -hmm. And then they just have Son of Godzilla suit too, and which is the worst Godzilla suit by far. It just looks yep. seeing it again, I'm just like, it looks so bad. It does, yeah. It looks awful. It, not only that, I could tell that they were shot on different film grain, the Ebera film. When they showed scenes from that, personally, I could tell like it was a much grainier film stock than like what was there. So it was very jarring. It was nice seeing Evera again. I do do love him very much. It was a great it, fight. <laughs> I wonder though, because I was waiting. I didn't know how much of it they were to replay, and uh, I was waiting for the scene where he rips out Evera's claws. But I guess that was too violent. I guess so. No, instead they kept the volleyball scene where they knocked the rock at each other. Oh, there was one point I laughed at. Like, mm -hmm. so we do get like a very split second where the kid is once he's on Monster Island, he sees all the monsters, like not yeah. just. So we see like Gorosaur. He's like, oh, Gorosaurus, Angerus, Manda. And then um, <laughs> and then he's like, and it's funny because he's like, oh, giant condor. <laughs> it's the, the, the bird just... from, from Abira. And they see him yeah dying again <laughs> yeah he dies I, it cracks me up that this kid just is like giant condor <laughs> yeah <laughs> but in the american version i don't even think he gives it a name and he's like oh look who's that and i think he actually gives like all the monsters like gibberish names in the american version it's it's not even their actual names it's ang angulus i think is one yeah goron sword or something like <laughs> stupid like yeah. that and um, um but yeah i mean i don't want to redo all the clips because it is literally just clips of other fights that we've already talked about before like it's so weird i know so we're gonna have to like move on okay so i i will say if you want to if you want to hear our thoughts from edura and son of godzilla go back and re-listen to those episodes because we do talk about those fights oh then. yes yeah we do we do and ever so, is a really good movie that's one of my we, favorites so we, i like I, I like sonic godzilla you weren't a big fan of that one but yeah but um anyway um so what do we have to go on the only two other things we have to go on is the human plot line with ichiro and mm -hmm. the uh new monster so <laughs> ichiro has a new <laughs> He, he's made up a monster in his mind and that is 
Gabara. And that's what he even calls like his bully, even though that's not his name. But oh, is it not the bully's name? Because I thought it was. I thought his bully's name was Gabra. I was like, that's so no. silly. No, I don't. I think he may. He literally calls his bully Gabra. No wonder he's not, getting bullied. He's like calling him like monster names. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but they. Uh, but yeah, Gabra shows up, and Gabra looks. So oh silly. man, there's very differing opinions on what this monster is supposed to look like. Um, mm-hmm. There's one that he's supposed to look like an oni, like a Japanese demon, but mm-hmm. the very uh, consistent one is that he is supposed to be a frog monster. Okay, I guess I could see it, <laughs> like with the with the bulbous skin and everything, with yeah. all the warts and stuff. I, what do you think? <laughs> huh? Oh, he just looks, th- he looks dumb. He looks goofy. He looks like a cartoon character, especially his mouth, how it kind of just like it looks like he has like no no chin almost. Like his mouth is connected to his neck. It, it's bad. It, it's really bad. It does not look good at all. No. It's it easily well. I was gonna say, I think the only one that probably looks worse is probably like King Kong's outfit from oh uh, yeah godzilla king kong versus godzilla that's probably like the one that works looks worse but but this um, one's pretty rough that one does not look good especially like he has like a weird patch of hair on his head too yeah it's like purple like, right no it's orange that's like right orange, it's orange yeah he has like orange hair and he has a purple horn that's right and um, uh, they uh he's supposed to be that but he has this cackle laugh mm-hmm. and it's that and it sounds like this. Which is supposed to be a taunting type of laugh. And they kind of used real laughter and they kind of distorted it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, but that's why they're trying to go for it. Because Gabra, Gabra is supposed to be a uh, imagination of the real life bully that yeah. Ichiro was facing. So they wanted it to have like this kind of taunting laugh and Gabra just beats the absolute crap out of Minya. I know <laughs> it's kind of funny, uh, but yeah, Minya gets like, Oh, he, he gets absolutely destroyed. It is so shocking. Some of the scenes so it's like uh, yeah. Gabra has like a shocking ability where he's able to electrocute Minya. So mm-hmm. he's, as he's electrocuting Minya, he just like, like freaking uppercuts him right in the face <laughs> and just like and it goes crashing down it's it, it's pretty good it's pretty good um uh but what i found the funniest with the fights is the final fight where Minya actually you know he gets up the courage to fight him and gabra is standing on like a seesaw type device this might be a little too later in the movie, but I, I just love Go it ahead. so much. Yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. all bleeds together. It's but fine. Minya jumps on one end of the seesaw and launches Gabra in the air. And they decided to just do like a still shot of Gabra, but then just spin it to make it look like this giant monster is flipping comically <laughs> through the air. But there's a there's one sound in there too. Where okay. They, he, he, when he hits it he goes like wow wow wow, wow. <laughs> that's like a video game character <laughs> yeah so but you know it's so dumb because uh 
like what if gabber didn't step on that log or whatever like no <laughs> gabber was just that dumb I was like oh a log i'm gonna stand on that <laughs> yeah like like at what point would like if that didn't happen then what would you do and um just so silly um and luckily though i mean like he mania does start to get a little bit of hit some hits in yeah and god he starts to get but like mania tries to run away too and godzilla's like no get in there fight <laughs> just watching this kid get the crap beat out of him yeah that's pretty much what happens it's like fucking <laughs> like son of godzilla like remember like they <laughs> They kicked a rock and hit him like right in the face. That's right. And, and that was, he was like a he was a newborn baby too. And, and I like, thought that was the funniest thing. It was pretty <laughs> good. And uh, they uh, anyway, Godzilla does show up, and they do finally beat up Gabra. They don't kill Gabra because it's a kids' movie. Gabra just kind of like oh, like just like limps away. Yeah, and and that's pretty much the extent of all the monster island action unfortunately and not new content so yeah it really sucks especially because now that i think about it the kids storyline is just really bad with the bank robberies so like this whole movie they're hinting at it these bank robbers there's like this huge heist that's going on and somehow the kid the main kid ends up with the driver's license of (laughs) the bank robber yeah because they're it's they're hiding out in an abandoned building and it's an abandoned building that Ichiro loves to play in. Yeah. And he and he just finds the bank robber's ID laying on the ground and they see him running off. So they follow him home. And because you know he's just a latchkey kid and he doesn't have any supervision at home, they just break in and kidnap him. Yep. Yeah. And they kidnap him and then uh the only way he can escape is through his imagination. That's how he gets up the courage to cover up a giant hole in the abandoned building with newspapers. So they, it's almost like Home Alone in a way. They, he makes these two I, just like get hurt. I was gonna, I was gonna say the same thing. I'm like, oh, this is like Home Alone. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which makes this a Christmas movie. I would say so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, you know, it's crazy. This sounds like a funny storyline. I honestly found it kind of boring. It's it's very uneventful. I mean, yeah. I, if it sounds exciting, I mean, it's it's really not. I mean, I know we're kind of making this movie sound really goofy. Um, there's really not a whole lot worthwhile to be in there, to be quite honest with you. To be, but because like he goes, and you know he because all the monster stuff we were describing is intercut with this storyline yes and yeah. it's like ichiro is uh very timid and he's very scared and then like you said he by the end of his imagination where minya stands up to gabra mm-hmm. then he's like oh i have the courage and he stands up to these guys that have knives and like are threatening to kill him and everything and like mm-hmm. they uh, eventually he does get away and the police show up and the toy maker guy is there to like save him and he's like what happened why did you fight them and he just i felt bad for him because he's like cries out he's like i had to (laughs) i mean what else was i supposed to do (laughs) because they were gonna kidnap him i mean of course they had to drop the line oh killing him would be pointless but let's use him as leverage right like yeah so they but they do get captured you know and then uh there's like a really 
super depressing scene afterwards where he's with his mom and his mom and him are having breakfast together after the next day. And she's aware of everything that's happened. And mm-hmm. she makes the promise that I'm, I'm never going to work nights again. Um, yeah. You know, I'm just, I, cause I want to make sure you're home. And he says, don't worry, I can take care of myself. And yep. then like, after he leaves, like she starts crying because she wants to be a better mother. So she feels like a huge failure as a mother. Yeah. And it's like, she wants to stay home more, but she literally can't because she needs the money. Yeah. It feels like not something out of a guy. It feels like an Ozu movie, like something that would happen in that, like, oh, just like your mom crying because she literally hasn't, can't do anything. <laughs> It's depressing. It's such a bleak ending for that storyline. And yeah, I was going to say, after he runs out of, as he's running out of the apartment building, mm-hmm. um, he's like, like the, the goes up to these reporters and the reporters are like, how'd you get out? And he's like, oh, Minya helped me. And they're like, huh, Minya? And then he ran out and then the toy maker guy was standing there. He's like, oh, well, just like how we have God's, kids have their own gods so Mina is like a god to this kid I'm like what huh. what is just that like, is that what we're yeah I, I guess that's I don't know if that's what we were going for yeah. but okay but no yeah that's weird and the movie doesn't even end there it um it goes on a little bit where the kid does face up to his bully um but what's weird is he ends up doing that and then he plays a trick on this like just guy who's painting a billboard and gets paint, paint, paint on this guy's face like so what he's a he's a bully now he has courage so now he becomes a bully so that's that so they do build up this scene because that's like one of the things that happens in the beginning of the movie is like mm-hmm. the bullies are like oh well if you're so tough go honk that bike the the bike horn and that way it freaks out the painter and he falls and mm-hmm. he's like no i don't want to do that and then um that's what that's what the payoff is he actually does do it this time and the bullies that because he beat up the bully but now that he did that he's like oh now this guy is cool like we want to be friends with this kid like <laughs> yeah i think they and, say all right baby like yeah baby <laughs> yeah which is funny and uh that's that was like the like the the thing it's like is he a bully now is you know like what's the deal and but i don't because he does say sorry mr painter or whatever so at the end so yeah I don't think he's a bad kid, but uh, well, I do. Uh, well, you, I, you, you're a very harsh critic of children. Yes, yes, I am. I guess. <laughs> um, I, I okay. So I know you didn't listen to it, but I actually listened to the uh, the commentary. The commentary for this movie, which was done by uh, Richard Puscateri, mm-hmm. and. I had no idea who he was because I was like, because I had recognized all the other Godzilla nuts that have done it, like David Callet or Steve Rifle or whatever. And this commentary is nuts. Like, really? I, it is one of the worst commentaries <laughs> I've, I've ever heard That's for a movie. That's funny. Is it just some random guy? Who is it? Well, no, he, he is. He did write a guy, like he did research like you know kaiju and he's written like a couple of books okay but um i'm like 
you know, like I said, I had no idea who he was, but this guy sounds like bored to tears when he's like describing that. And he's not, he's barely talking about like behind the scenes facts. He's literally narrating what's on screen. (laughs) I always think that's so funny. And like, and then he like also makes it into like mystery science theater. Oh God. Like adding in his own jokes to the movie. So there's a um there's a scene where uh uh he so like there's a scene where shiro like when he runs out of the abandoned building and uh and like he's being chased by the bullies uh the guy's like that looks like a set to me but i know it isn't and mm-hmm. like, like uh, okay and then thanks. um thanks and there's another scene where they have like there's like a scene that Ichiro manages and his he managed imagines himself being on the plane like going to Monster oh, Island yeah. and it's like okay and like Ichiro like runs to like the back of the airplane and then he runs to the so he runs to the back of the airplane and the guy's like there's Ichiro checking to see if they're have any more honey roasted peanuts in the back (laughs) and then what and then and then he runs to like the front of the plane and now he's gonna check to see what the in-flight movie is he was he really thought Uh, about that before for making the movie sorry the commentary if you get hired to do a commentary wouldn't you want to bring something good to the table like just like some info or something I mean, he did have like, like the extent of his info that I learned, you know, this is before I read the book and all the other videos is, uh, you know, he mentioned, you know, them being inspired by Gamera, which I'm like, okay, at least I learned one fact from this, I guess. And then he does mention other is like, oh, well, this actor was in other movies. And I'm like, this was an other, which I mean, it's, it's fine, but like, I, I don't ever consider those like fact. Like I can just go on IMDb and learn uh, yeah. the same and learn the same facts about it. But he would be like, there'd be some scenes where like there'd be like a noise, and he'd be like, "What was that?" Like like pretending like he's like yeah. the character. And there was another time too where he was like, uh, uh, "Not good. There's not Um He's in the Godzilla suit again for this movie. I think he was Godzilla and a couple of other movies. I'm not sure. And like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you're just guessing? Like, uh, I think that's something that if you're doing a commentary on a Godzilla movie, that's something you should know. And then he says, like, when we do see like the scene where Minya learns how to shoot atomic breath instead of mm-hmm. the little smoke rings. And it's like there's Mina. He's he knows how to shoot uh, the atomic breath, but now he has bad breath now. And now and he's he kept calling the atomic breath. He's like he shoots bad breath in his face. Okay, <laughs> Here, have a mento, kid, something like that. I don't know. It just so bad. I'm like that. Like that sounds like like another way to make this movie even worse <laughs> I, it would i kept listening to the commentary just because i it wasn't boring i'm just like yeah bizarre like, it's just so bizarre i'm like this guy is literally just narr- like it would either be like 
dumb jokes like that or like him narrating what's on the screen like Ichiro is on Monster Island there's Angerish and there's <laughs> Gorosaur uh, yes yes I can see yeah I can, yeah. <laughs> I can watch the movie too I have eyes. there's another scene where when Ichiro's talking to his little female his little girlfriend or whatever mm-hmm. and uh she like he's talking about the monsters and she runs away like runs off to school and he's like and there's every woman's reaction when us godzilla fans talk about godzilla maybe just to you buddy (laughs) (laughs) i get all the ladies with my godzilla knowledge i know you're always dropping your godzilla facts everywhere i go every (laughs) every woman around the corner you're just dropping godzilla bomb you're doing your menia bad breath joke and it's just like zing it hits every time but i just so bad like i and yeah, then it's um, funny and even at the end of the movie when he does you know he runs away he does the gag to the painter and he's like and there goes ichiro who's now a bully and he's gonna go him and his new bully friends are gonna find some other nerdy kid to bully okay <laughs> he didn't have to do he sounds like he just wants to be a member of mystery science theater i i, I literally i'm like he i don't think this guy knows what a commentary i like understands I don't like i think so the importance of a commentary like like i said like that i still think about that david callet one where you know when he was doing it for like he just he sold me on the idea of like why the english version oh, of yeah. godzilla king of monsters was so good and i'm like well, this guy's making a whole lot of sense like i get it and like um and this one it's just like why even waste the the effort to do something like this exactly yeah no i don't think so um, not worth it so i will say if you do get the opportunity to check it out um but overall i uh i, I can't lie it's it's the worst one we've seen so far and uh, i mean there's other ones that were not great but this one i think is actively bad yeah i think that this one is just like if i was to like say this is a not recommend like fully um you know i say it's a so bad it's good movie but it it's still at the end of the day it feels like a waste of time even then like the laughs i had it's still not it's not worth it i mean it's a repeat it's 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 something you've already seen before if you've watched all the other godzilla movies and yeah this is definitely not a starting point i'd recommend to anyone it's definitely not one where you can just pick up and go type of thing so Mm -hmm. i don't know on what level i could recommend this as a movie which i really can't because even the new stuff that was shot for this movie is still not (laughs) worthwhile so no um i hate to be that brutal with especially with something like godzilla because i do like the series so much but i think even overall like nobody really wanted to make this movie but um i will say it did so this is the first movie to gross under 2 million tickets sold. Wow. 1.4 million tickets were sold for this movie, but it's still a lot. For the production cost they spent, that's not necessarily a bad number. Yeah. Because they because the budget was very low. Um, 
This movie came out. It was originally going to be released in America as Mina. Really? Okay. Like <laughs> this is his movie. It was going to be called Mina Son of Godzilla, but because it had Son of Godzilla in the title, they're like, well, that's really confusing. So Godzilla's revenge isn't any more confusing. Oh yeah. I'm like, what the hell is he getting revenge against? Yeah. It makes no sense. <laughs> so doesn't make any sense there either. Um, but it came out in America and it was double billed with the movie uh, Island of the Burning Dam, which is another Terrence Fisher movie re- oh. reuniting uh, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. Oh, rad. Okay. That's, if that's the second movie, at least you, you know, you sat through that, you got to do probably a cool one, but who knows? Maybe we'll do it one day. Yeah. So like I said, can't recommend this one. Would you give this a recommend, Nathan? No. No, don't watch it. Uh, no, there's much better Godzilla movies, and I think this one is entirely skippable. Uh, it, it's a thousand percent skippable, and yeah. But I'm very excited about what's next for in the Godzilla series. But we'll get to that a little later. Okay, better so not be gonna, late this time. Better not be. So we're gonna shut the book on Toho for now. But Nathan, what are we gonna be talking about next time? All right, Ryan, we are going to be doing a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie. We're doing the. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be doing 1970s The Wizard of Gore, which is playing right now on Arrow Player, and it's also available on Tubi for free. Terrific. Cannot wait whatsoever. (laughs) Well, if you have any memories of Godzilla getting revenge, uh, let, let us know over in the email at driveindoublefeaturepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DIDFpod and check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash drivingdoublefeaturepodcast. But until next time. And, until next time. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>